You're listening to another episode of Goggler Presents Picard's, Picard's Flute. Flute. <laughs> Hailing frequencies open. Episode three just the name has dropped. Stuck. <laughs> yeah, the name has stuck. The okay. name has stuck. Episode episode three has just dropped. We just caught it. And right off the bat, let me tell you, it feels like episode one, two, and three should have been one big movie with a beginning, middle, and end, because that's what it felt like. Because this one... The the episode's called The End is the Beginning. Yeah. So this is the beginning of the show now. Correct. I mean, this felt like the third act. Yeah. He gets a ship! Yeah, this is the tutorial is over in Mass Effect 2. And then you've got your ship, (laughs) and you've got your crew, and then... The credits start. You have to do your your loyalty missions, and Mm. then you will learn the secrets of your crew, and then you'll start getting towards your goal. Right. So, just like the previous episode, this one starts with a little bit of a flashback. So, the last episode ended with Picard going to see Rafi, um, who he hasn't seen in 14 years. Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen at all. And we haven't seen at all, except in the Star Trek Picard countdown comics. We saw her last week. Oh no, no, no I mean, but like no, never. We don't like, know who she's that a was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. new character, yeah. right? And um, and so they they meet and they have a chat. But before that, we get a flashback of what happens after the attack on Mars. Yeah. And essentially, how Picard resigns from Starfleet, which is kind of cool. Yeah, mm. I mean, it is the kind of thing he's he's talking about it. She's working through like, did you try this? Did you try this? Because yes, the ship. This is after. It doesn't quite twig at first. It's after the shipyards are gone, and he's trying to put together the mm. kind of. The bailout for the, the rescue fleet. Yeah. And, and he's still like, we still got to save them. Yeah. And Starfleet's like, nah, screw you. Yeah. And that's where I think it's other episodes we talked about Red Letter Media giving out about, you know, Starfleet turning their back on people. Mm. But this kind of gives a bit more to that. Like some of them weren't that much involved in the first place. Now it's like they're thinking the synths are involved. Um, and also just Picard doing the thing that I think he probably did, did a couple of times in the TV show, which is like, well, if you're not going to do anything about it, then I'll, you can accept my resignation. And no one ever called him on it. Except yeah. this time. Except this one time yeah. when there was no TV camera around. He was like, dang it! Yeah. You weren't supposed to say yes. And I think that's an interesting de- development for the character and explains why he's been sitting on his ass making wine for 14 years. Yeah, but mm. also I think it's a really cool thing that they're doing with this character on how the great man sees himself. Mm. Because... He walks into a room and he's like, hey, 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 yeah. I'm Picard, give me a ship. Exactly. <laughs> and even Rafi just, you know, takes him down a notch and mm. then goes, but I'm sure you heard that from your buddy over at Starfleet already, right? Yeah. And that also tells him, if you're planning a secret mission off world, don't tell the bloody head of Starfleet. Yes, <laughs> yes, which is great. But, but the same thing happens um, even after the attack on Mars, when Picard goes... Yeah, yeah, I'm Picard. I'm going to resign. You need me. And they're like, nah, not hmm. really. But I think that's an interesting development for the characters. Like, they don't, at that point in his career, they might not need the big Correct. Because mm. he's, yeah. he's Admiral Picard, but like, they've got loads of those. Yeah. Half of them are evil, yes, but they still have loads of them. Yeah. So it's like, if you resign, it's like, that's an annoyance out of our hair. I think that might have stung him enough that... Yes, he thinks he the threat of what's going on has shocked him out of some kind of reverie that I think we might get more of because he's tried to make this chateau his home. Yeah, he kind of I think he was running away. Like they haven't said so much. It's not you don't get this idea that he's been a broken man on yeah. at home. He's just been like this thing has come up that's brought him out. Well, in the first episode, you know when Laris goes get out there and do your thing yeah. and he's just like well I've been asleep for 14 years so he maybe kind of admits literally, maybe he's literally <laughs> asleep for 14 yeah. years but he know? kind of admits that he ran away yeah. like he kind of admits that he's just been idle and hiding out in the chateau and not being Picard yeah. okay so here's a question is this 
because spoilers, sorry, spoilers from the off. Spoilers, yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm seeing a lot of of similarities between this Picard and the the Xavier from Logan. Right, he's the it hasn't turned out the way he thought it would, and in yeah. some ways, there's some hubris there of like, oh, I was gonna solve this, I was always gonna be able to solve this. And when I threaten Starfleet and say oh. I'm going to resign, you're supposed Starfleet's supposed to back down and yeah. give me what I want. But instead, you know, when I throw my toys out of the pram, yeah, this time I'm left with no toys anymore. Right? Yeah. Is that is you're that not a kid anymore, Picard? You don't yeah. get to get your toys out of the pram. Yeah, but is that something that was was it always so sim- straightforward in the past in the TV shows that did he always get his way and that is is that why he's now so surprised not always got his way but the end when he was captain of a starship and he had a whole crew there the end of the discussion would be that's a direct order yeah mm. so at that point unless they decide to stage an insurrection in a bad movie <laughs> most of the times they would do something or go oh your data would say oh i'm sorry captain we seem to have lost communications to solar flares and it's like we didn't, nice one data like we didn't get that last bit oh yeah. well i yeah. guess yeah. we're gonna have to go and do what we're I'm gonna going do through yeah. a tunnel yeah. yeah so there is there has been that element of it but it's still he would work within the framework a lot yeah so picard was a lot more by the book than say someone like kirk yeah right also, it was a touchy-feely 90s, so I was like, this is a complicated situation. I should, I should go into my ready room and talk to all my staff and see what they think. Right. I mean, it was the first time a Star Trek ship had a counselor. Yeah. So it's like, mm. call the counselor, who is an empath, and she knows exactly how I'm Which feeling. Which is fucking cheating when you think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, here's your degree in like psychology and everything else. Yeah. It's like, I just read everyone's minds all the time. I just cheated at <laughs> everything. Every test, every exam. I'm cheating right now. I'm reading your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Take your PhD. So yeah, so we also in the flashback we got to see so some new outfits, and I think they've just run out of ideas for future Starfleet uniforms. It's kind of lame. They just added some like extra like what do they call it when you have a flare? Yeah, you have flare like you're working in a TGI Fridays where you get to add like I just add a strip of material under the other material to show something, and like. They've got chunky in maybe it's maybe it's a winter outfit because it had like a, like the collars the a bit collars weird. didn't seem to fit right they weren't des- they were designed for one use also it feels like the costume department dropped the ball on Commodore O's outfit as well like mm-hmm. this week her badge felt like a little askew yeah. <laughs> it was I, a, they were in a rush that, or it was a really long time because they, they, they seemed to shoot a lot of Twilight I think it was like the sun's going we down we got a little bit of time, time and yeah. then noticed that her like yeah. you know it's got a, 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 a small they used to have artificial intelligence inside the badge just to keep them balanced but now they just spin because <laughs> we can't have those guys anymore yeah but yeah, within that we also have at the beginning they're saying like it's just 2385 mm. yeah they stopped doing the starting which mm. is yeah. it's an odd thing it's such a did they do start it in discovery or did they do years I can't remember now or did they do a I mixture think, of both I think they might have done a, a mixture of both I think like, they might have done like when they do logs at the inter- at the beginning they might have done uh, like what year it is or okay. someone would mention it or whatever like oh, the 24th century or 23rd century and then after that, they would use internally. They would use stardates unless they only use years when they're on Earth, and then stardates when they're on the ship. Maybe we could see that next year. Well. But, it, but it does, it, either way, it does work nice to ground things because you're yeah. always like, well, there's always some poor bastard who works at the production company who's like, well, hang on, the stardate is here, and then the stardate is here, and the stardates are not consistent as far as I remember. Between no, the original show they only started getting them in order in next gen, I think oh, it was, and, or after. So there's all, they're all over the place with regards to certain things. 
But it was mm. interesting to see that. Yeah, but it was a good, but it was a good episode. I mean, it really picked up the pace from the last episode, which is not to say that it was full of action or anything. No, I mean, it was still a very talky episode that was grounded primarily on Earth and on the Borg cube. Yeah. But at the same time, it felt like things were moving a lot quicker. Yeah. It felt like it was fine, not finding its pace, but it's like it's there, it's it's, it's it's getting there, right? Yeah. It's at that point where they're ramping up to essentially. Picard getting his ship and going on his first mission and yeah. hearing the Star Trek theme for the first time on the show. Hey, we heard it last week. They were, they were doing no, bits and pieces. No, but we it. actually hear it properly. This is the proper one, not the you know, not the little themes. Yeah, like a little okay. string bit in the. Okay, okay, we've already announced spoilers, right? Yeah. At one point, you guys <laughs> got really excited. Got really excited okay. and got okay, okay. yeah gleeful, and so, you said you'd explain it to halfway me later. through the episode. Um, Ian does a little bit of research because he seems to have recognized something. When you have an actor turn up and they're like extreme close up and just holding this guy for a while, and we're not even going to have him say his name. It's like something is up here. Yeah, this like is, they don't this is like introduce... screenwriters. Like yeah, this is like screenwriters trying to tickle you under. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they don't introduce his actor until about thirty minutes into the show. Yeah. Uh, so you looked up the actor and, and it was Hugh. Yeah. Again, no idea. Okay, go on. So, so it's Jonathan, Jonathan Donarco. Fix this. Yeah, uh, I had to look it because the, the episode titles are now just the episode cast list are just on the episode. So yeah, Jonathan Donarco, who played Hugh, mm-hmm. who was a Borg they found in a small crash cube because back in the TNG, it was like, well, they use big cubes to get around. They must use smaller cubes to go to the shops. And um, <laughs> we don't know why. They took one of them was alive, and they took it back, and then they were like fixing it, and then someone was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty horrifying much. monster machine. It's like it looks like a teenager, and so there was a whole back and forth between. They had a visual program that like Hugh had a one of those eyepiece things. Okay, he's like, bored eyepiece, and if they showed that to him, it would do it would insert itself into his mind in such a way that when he reconnected to the the, the collected, it could have destroyed all of them. Yeah, Cor- the Borg. Okay, but so so that was the that was the point of the episode. That's, it was that's, called... the, that's the plot. But then yeah. the actions of the episode is that while Jordy and Data are working on him, Jordy like he's like what he's like what's your designation all this kind of stuff and like, he learns Jordy's name and then he doesn't know what you is so he calls himself Hugh. Uh, Jordy calls him Hugh. Oh, okay, yeah. But he he re, his his individually re, individuality reasserts itself, but not as whatever he was before he was assimilated. He's an individual person, right? But because he learns about what it means to be an individual, so Jordy, will you be my friend? So he becomes his friend, right? And, and, and Picard's kinda, like, they're like, do you want to check out our new science pet? And Picard's like, get the fucking hand, fucking hand, fucking more. This is after yeah. the assimilation of when Picard was like, right? So like, so Picard becomes Borg, right? Look, yep. a Borg. Yeah, this happens like two years later. Right, so, so he's getting PTSD. Five, yeah. And it's called Iborg, mm-hmm. the episode. And it's a really good episode because yeah. throughout the whole thing, Picard's like, get him off the damn ship. Yeah. And the doctor's like, no, no, no. This it's just a kid. is a hum- like a life that yeah. needs saving. So eventually the doctor wins and brings him back to the ship. But Picard throughout the whole thing is like, wait, the only reason I'm allowing him on the ship is because I've got this idea to plant a virus and wipe out an entire race. Well, he's an investigator. He doesn't know that. That idea didn't just come to him. No, but eventually, <laughs> right? Really. He has him. See if yeah. he can work on it. And of course, something. the doctor is not keen on this idea because yeah. you're what? wiping out an entire, entire race. race? No. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Warp to Captain Picard. Yes, Lieutenant. We are ready to transport. Proceed. Lieutenant, you may wait outside. 
Locutus. Yes. I am Locutus of Borg. Why are you here? This is a primitive culture. I am here to facilitate its incorporation. Identify yourself. Hugh. Identify yourself. We are Hugh. This is not a Borg identification. Third of five. This culture will be assimilated. They do not wish it. Irrelevant. They will resist us. Resistance is futile. Resistance is not futile. Some have escaped. They will be found. It is inevitable. All will be assimilated. Must Jordy be assimilated? Yes. He does not wish it. He would rather die than be assimilated. Then he will die. No. Jordy must not die. Jordy is a friend. You will assist us to assimilate this vessel. You are Borg. You will assist us. I will not. What did you say? I will not assist you. I. Jordy must not be assimilated. But you are Borg. No. I am Hugh. It's a great scene at the end of the episode where Picard, uh, Hugh recognizes Picard as being Locutus. Mm. And so Picard pretends to be Locutus to try and see, you gets, know, what's going on. Get some info out of or something like that. Get some info. Right. And that's when Hugh calls himself I and not we. Yeah. So uh, Picard interrogates him under the, that's how that yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and it's a really great bit because Picard's like, I'm sorry, what did you say? And he's like, um, I, blah, blah, blah. And, and Picard's just like. As opposed to we. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah. the first time he's flipped. But it, the other thing that's really smart about the episode, if I remember correctly, is that. The way each character saw Hugh was reflected in the script because some would refer to him as he and some would refer to him as it. Yeah. Right. And so you could tell. So it's very cleverly mm, written, mm, right? Mm. Uh, but also it was, I think, the first time they addressed head-on uh, following Picard's little excursion on his vineyard, yeah. the PTSD and how it's affected him. Because right. he was just like, we got to kill the Borg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't there a scene of him looking at his fish tank, talking to Riker, saying like, I was so blinded by my hatred of the Borg, I didn't even see it for a person kind of thing. Yeah. Which, or that, I can just imagine him saying that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the end of the episode, they just drop him back off at the shopping so, trolley, right? No, because Hugh, yeah, pretty much. Because Hugh decides, um, Picard says, you know, you can stay, mm. right? Because you're not, you're an individual yeah. now. Yeah. But then Hugh says, they will not stop hunting me. Mm. Ah. so let me go back to the collective and this actually pays off later on because they leave no board behind yeah <laughs> later on in a few uh, I think a few seasons from now when 
There is a brother. Hugh, yeah, but Hugh goes back into the collective and even for a brief moment, that individuality seeps in to oh, that cube, okay. which causes everything oh, wow. to go nuts. So they, they, they have no unity anymore. Nice. So then they're all lost and that's when Data's brother, Lore, pops up with an emotion chip and is like, hey guys, you look like, what's that line from uh, Thor Ragnarok and uh, when Loki sees Korg and all those? Yeah. Ah, you look like a bunch of people who are in need of, of leadership. They're yes. in need of leadership. And, and so and, he takes over that. And Lord is like, I am your new god now. Yeah. And so it's, it's quite clever because what Lord does is Lord goes, you can all still be individuals, but I am your king. Yeah. Right. And, then and also, Hugh, I actually get some emotions. This one's called anger. And they're like, this is cool. And then Hugh forms a resistance against Lord. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so there's a whole like subset, subculture yeah. of Borg yeah. that have become individuals, which I think is what is going to play into this show. I mean, depending on how far this pays off or how long it takes to pay off, that's quite interesting because as a as a person coming in now that I know that there's, or even if I didn't know that there's something there more than just Picard being Picard going on this ship trying to find this mission, right? Yeah. There's did you see a, this last week? I'm getting deja vu. Or I mean, did I, I get a I'm deja sure. vu? Is this happening every week? I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to happen every week, right? I th- but I think that there's more than that. There's an underlying threat now, potentially, yes. or thread as well, right? So that's quite cool. So there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that I think they're going to bring back. Um, and it feels like it's the best episodes of The Next Generation. I mean, Next Generation ran for seven seasons and there were a lot of mediocre episodes. Iborg right. um, and the follow-up to Iborg were exceptional episodes. Mm. And I think that kind of ties in directly because right. it works with Picard's relationship with the Borg. With the Borg, yeah. Um, also, you know, unlike what Voyager did, which, you know, pisses off Ian a lot, uh, mm. Next Generation was smart in the sense that you saw the Borg, they defeated the Borg, and they just didn't keep bringing them back. So when they brought back uh, the Borg for iBorg, it they was two years the later. the most existential threat the Federation has ever yeah. seen to someone you could beat in a week. And the whole point of them developing and, uh, what you call it, adapting to your tactics, all that meant on... And in Star Trek, that meant like we had to keep coming up with new ways of... New weapons, new... new, ways phases new working. Yeah. On Voyager, it was like, oh, we just used the same tactics. They just they, they reset between episodes. Right. So when we get there first, we fire normal phasers. They develop shields. Then we develop rotating frequency yeah. phasers. It's just like they're a fucking collective. They all they know all your tricks. Yes, and they've you, learned it all. And the screenwriters are like, my bag of tricks is empty. I've no more. In Star Trek Picard, it feels like they're building up the Borg to be something scary again. Yeah, which I like. Mm. So because like a real squander, like a real Voyager. proper threat, like a real yeah. proper threat. And then the other key core episode which i don't know if it's going to come into play was an episode called reunification okay and that's when picard meets spock for the first time mm. because spock is undercover and trying to bring the vulcan and romulan race back together i was with him before coming here he expressed his pride in you his love emotional disarray was a symptom of the illness from which he suffered no those feelings came from his heart. He shared them with me. I know. Sarek would no more approve my coming here than you do, Picard. For some time now, I've been aware of a growing movement here of people who seek to learn the ideals of the Vulcan philosophy. They've been declared enemies of the state. But there are a few in the Romulan hierarchy, like Pardek, who are sympathetic. He asked me to come now. Because he believes it may be time to take the first step toward reunification. Reunification? After so many centuries? 
After so many fundamental differences have evolved between your peoples. It would seem unlikely to succeed, but I cannot ignore the potential rewards that a union between our two worlds would bring. What is this first step that Pardek suggests? There is a new proconsul in the Romulan Senate. He is young and idealistic. He has promised many reforms. Pardek believes that he may be receptive to discussing reunification. Why would you not bring something so important to the attention of your own people or the Federation? A personal decision, Captain. Perhaps you're aware of the small role I played in the overture to peace with the Klingons. History is aware of the role you played, Ambassador. Not entirely. It was I who committed Captain Kirk to that peace mission, and I who had to bear the responsibility for the consequences to him and to his crew. Quite simply, I am unwilling to risk anyone's life but my own on this occasion, so I ask that you respect my wishes and leave. Ambassador, your logic escapes me. If I didn't know better, I would say that your judgment is influenced by your emotions. You speak as my father would if he were here, Picard. I speak as a Starfleet officer, and I cannot ignore the risks to you. I was involved with cowboy diplomacy, as you describe it, long before you were born. Nevertheless, sir, I'm not prepared to leave until your affairs are complete. In your own way, you are as stubborn as another captain of the Enterprise I once knew. Then I'm in good company, sir. And that's um, when Spock puts on his Romulan makeup yeah, and goes and undercover, go undercover as well. And also, I think we mentioned before, Picard has connection to Spock's dad because he was... Uh, Mind-melded. Yeah, they had a mind meld when um, that's cool. Sarek was Sarek Spock's dad. It was the sixties. He was nineties. It was a it was a, a peace negotiation or something like that, and he had basically like uh, Vulcan Alzheimer's or something like that, and right. so he needed. He was like doing mild melds with Picard to kind of like hold himself together oh, okay. to get through this huge uh, negotiation, and then once it was over, he kind of passed on. But so Spock missed his dad, never really got into that habit. So when he mild meals with Picard. He gets to share some of his father's thoughts for him. Yeah. It was a really cool episode. Yeah. And also, it was like a... And Picard it was, is totally a Mary Sue. Oh, no. Picard <laughs> is totally a Mary Sue in that episode. Because because also, you know, the way the torch is handed over is so blatant. Like, there literally is a scene when Spock goes, you remind me of another captain of the Enterprise. <laughs> and then and, and, and Picard goes, well, I guess I'm in good company then. <laughs> it's just like, wow, Really? <laughs> man that's some weird times <laughs> but, um, it's all, it's all, it all, those are good episodes it all works it's very Star Trek um, yeah. so I, I, so I don't the, know if the, that's the, going to play in as well yeah I mean I think they're doing something with the Romans which is weird if you see the Borg all the what do they call them disunified or something like that or all the disordered so yeah the people, disordered Borg yeah, the, so the XBs are the ex-Borg they're just not saying it out loud because it sounds stupid <laughs> <laughs> no, are you ex-Swedish? I don't know uh, so these ex-Borg are all the Romulans are the ones who are trouble readjusting because uh, because of something introduced last episode their hatred of artificial intelligence I guess mm. so because they were part of that they have trouble getting out of it while you know Hugh's got hair and a bit of a swagger and seems to be all doing all right. He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm. the ex Romulans are kind of stuck in a one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah. thing. Playing like, with, literally, there's like one guy close up doing like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, but it's a really bad, shoddy looking Rubik's Cube. There's numbers <laughs> yeah. on it and it keeps falling apart in his hands with a proper shoddy. <laughs> one guy's like inspecting the light fixture. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, they didn't give him a prop. He's like, look at the wall. 
Yeah, there are people like shaking in a corner. It's it's yeah. So uh, but, and and all of this is important because Soji uh, decides that she needs to meet a new character that we've been introduced to. This person called Ramda. 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 Yeah, or oh. Romulan Ramda. Romulan Ramda. Romulan Ramda. That's yeah. a very so, caller. An ex Borg who was an expert in Romulan mythology. Yeah, and so like what uh, he was saying that like if they. We'll, we'll never find out what happens with these exports. Annika Hansen is seven of nine, and she recovered her bits of her personality at the end of Voyager. And we'll, I think we've seen her interviews where she said that'll play into Picard. Uh-huh. She has another fourteen years to develop from what she was on Voyager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these characters, I don't know whether they go back to who they were before they were Borgified or whether right. they assert a new personality. This seems to be trying to a appeal to her history of her like she had an interest in history and mythology. This woman, Ramda, Roman and Ronda, and also try and help that to form a baseline for like shared experiences they're yeah. throwing a lot of words around interdependently like mm-hmm. she's a mythological mythological expert but also and the other guy goes ah yes i see where you're going with this is like i don't i don't you just jumped to oh like we a all have network? a shared narrative so it's like if we all have survived borg survivor stories will help other borg other bo- yeah now i don't now i'm just saying that out loud I don't know whether that's like to help these Borg or to help other Borg. Yeah, because Soji is a therapist, a psychotherapist mm. of sorts, right? Something, so she, she wants to use it for psychological purposes. I think it's I think it's a mix of all traits because she was like taking um, taking Borg apart last week. Like, oh, but also, it. it feels like this moment was set up to kind of show us how Soji taps into her synth intellect. Yeah, she doesn't know why she knows certain things. Yeah, mm. the so Martian she's campus. all like, yeah, exactly. She's got a so she's got. There's two personalities running on there. Uh, it's a bit like Vok and um, what's his name, Tyler? Oh, Vok and Tyler, yeah. Yeah, Tyler from Discovery. So, and they're, they're, they're starting to play into that and explain some of that stuff. So there is a thing she says, which is, I didn't even think of this before yeah. or asking about it. So there is like a little AI in the back of her head going, ask her this, ask her this. Yeah. Yeah. this there. yeah. So that's, there's an interesting development there. We're still, we don't know what well, she is. And yeah, Ramda says to her, very little. I remember you from tomorrow. Now... We don't know what that means. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a club down on around the corner from yeah. us. Yeah. At the moment, the stuff on the Borg Cube feels a bit like, meanwhile, on the Borg Cube. Yeah, I'm mm. not great with the Borg Cube. Yeah. Not, I, I kind of want to just stick with like the card for a while longer. They're just like eye-dropping information to us. Yeah, when we talked about Lock and Key and, and Netflix shows having certain sets, this is like, seems like they're avoiding that, but as a result... It feels weird because it's drawn out, which is like they're giving us exactly what we wanted. Because yeah. each week we're finding out, oh, you know, a the Romans aren't fully yeah. in charge of all these sections. Uh, he says, I can't, there's something he said at the beginning about like the setup of it, you know, to use our master's handle, this kind of stuff. I was like, well, they're not all our masters. There's something she said healing mm. herself before they went to see Ramda. There was something about that. Yeah. Um, so this is some integrity there. There's some. It's not just Romulans doing dirty deeds on the on the, on the Borg cube. It seems like there is some actual plan. Yeah. Behind this. But also, it feels like from what Hugh intimated that the Romulans are slightly more open-minded than everyone else mm. with regards to how they see Exborg. Mm. Yes. But that's probably only because they want to find out a way to Correct. destroy AI forever. Correct. <laughs> it's like, we like you. Can I look at your brain for a second? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, that's what's happening on the Borg cube. Meanwhile, Picard's still trying to get his hands on a ship and Rafi introduces him uh, to Rios, who is a captain, a kind of mercenary freelance captain who kind of helps people out, uh, which I thought was a very fun introductory moment when Picard meets Rios for the first time. I mean, we see an EMH. Yeah. Uh, Rios is injured for some reason. Yeah, you see a very polite Rios, and then it's not him at all. It's an emergency medical hologram who leads into the real one. And, like, what has to be the... Open plans are great for kitchens. I don't know about starships. Starships, right? You know, there's things like explosive decompression. You want some doors between yeah. you and hard vacuum. 
Um, or also just putting there's no luggage racks. You see me putting luggage on the floor. On the floor like yeah. just on the, there's yeah. no straps. No. It's like the one hard left turn and the whole thing's gonna be a nightmare. Also, there's just a giant pit in the floor in the back where it's just like, okay, they it's better than Star Wars. They do have railings. They do have railings. Uh, it's also a very different looking ship yeah. than anything we've seen before. And, and it does look a bit like the Andromeda from Gene Roddenberry. It does. It has the same body shape, which is like a central oh, yeah. kind of and, tapering yeah. thing with like wings coming off uh-huh. the side of it, but not actual wings because you're in space. It, it's an odd choice. I did. I, I was joking a little bit Mass Effect. It's, it gives me an awful lot of Mass Effect vibes, especially with the 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 light-based holographic interface as well. Like, there's no mm. handle or thing to press after the, I, the, the There's J. no J. joystick, the, right? Yeah, the J.J. The J. J. Abrams verse has the... Sulu does this, the gear stick, yeah. right? Whereas this is like, I'm just holding something and I'm doing it virtually. It's like, this is not an awful lot of development for so many thousands of years or I'm hundreds not, of years. I'm like, not, I don't know. I, I like... I like the, the, the physical. I like the clean sort of the, the actual control desk with buttons and. You prefer the next generation one? You mean like so the healthcare system or the the holograph? I don't like the hologram. Yeah, I like. I want them to be yeah. holding stuff. When there's a hole in your spaceship and your open plan office is bad and everyone's being sucked out, you just want a big red button to yeah, press and to, not like go yeah. through all these scrolling yeah, yeah. interfaces. Or like as you're being sucked out of a vacuum, try and reach out and make sure the sensor picks up your finger. Yeah, to, yeah. And it's like you're doing this <laughs> and the volume's going up and yeah, down. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh! No. It's like playing the next music, next song, skip song, skip song. No, yeah. So I mean, he's a, he's a classic kind of tragic looking character. There's, there's like he's Han Solo. Just, they're just dropping stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, Han Solo was in the was in the military until he left under strange circumstances. Yeah. And got so much. They're just waiting for his. his he hasn't got Chewie. He's got multiple emergency insert X here holograms. I hope that's going to be a gag, like just going forward. Like he has an emergency sports injury hologram, yeah, and an emergency literature coach hologram. Every EMH has a different accent. Yeah, yeah, which that is funny. Was odd. <laughs> <laughs> the, this is the most accents I've heard in space shows yeah. in forever, and it's I don't know what is their deal. I think this is like they're hoping someone takes off like Chief O'Brien and they can put him on a spin-off, but it just it's odd. Like the second time. Oh, was it the emergency navigational hologram? Yes. yes. When he turns up and it's like, that's an Irish, what's he doing with this Irish accent? This is after the Irish Romulans already. Like, he looks the same. They all the exact look same. They have slightly different clothing. clothing They're more yeah. put together than he is. Although he does have a, he's an almost knives out collection of nice knits. Mm. <laughs> Although he didn't dress the wound before he put on that knit. Yes. Because that's going to, not only that, but that's going to dry and then it take off the thing. It's going to stick. Yeah. It's but be you know, but that was to show like, you know, I need my scars. I need my pain. Yeah, he's only got one. He's got a yeah. tattoo. He's got a, he's got a sweet tattoo. He's got a sweet tattoo. But like, he just has a scar. It's like, but this thing is like, it makes it go away like this. It takes yeah. 20 seconds. It's called a dermal regenerator. Yeah. Come it's on. The also, it's the business like, I'll do it later because I'm grizzled. Yeah. Um, where, where? Maybe he just stabbed himself for the interview to make the card <laughs> think he's really tough. Because that thing didn't look like it went. Yeah, it like, didn't look like it went that far. But it was also, just like a little. Like you're in love with her, but like you're not going to the hospital first. Like hey, I'm on my way. We're there in 20 minutes. Just got to drop off. Like 20 minutes. Literally, it's probably take less time mm. to get the yeah. piece of jagged metal out of you. Yeah. It's like I could just. I'll be there in a minute. It's like I'll pick you out. No worries. I just have a coffee. Pick me up afterwards. No, he's a he's a he's I'll an outlaw. A, I'm an outlaw. Yeah. You can't. You cannot. You can't go to the hospital because then they'll report you. You yeah, know, true. like you got things taken out. Also, he doesn't like, look as manly. Yeah, mm. that's me for his interviews. Like he thought it was gonna be a hot. He thought Jean Luc was a lady's name. <laughs> no, no, no. But also, to be fair, it kind of runs with the way the episode played out because it looks like he wants to impress Picard. I mean, the EMH even, that comes out later yeah, is even, like yeah. the great Jean Luc Picard. You know, yeah. he did all this. He saved the planet. He and he's he in the, the board. It seems that the backstory of him is he was 
doing something good on a ship and his captain got all over him blood wise and something bad went with the ship so bad that Starfleet removed it from its records which mm. you know as we know from Discovery is not something Starfleet does not do oh, they yeah. just like delete ships from records mm, they don't like what happened there control all delete <laughs> mm. <laughs> empty the bin <laughs> so I like that that develops that inter- that, that and Rafi inter- they in- they fill in some of the backstory with regards to how Starfleet got to be shit fleet. Yes. Um, <laughs> because Rafi is like, you know, we're on a planet of plenty. Her security clearance is gone. So because ex-Starfleet, I don't know, you can't do, you can't go be Benjamin Sisko and peel spuds in New Orleans for an episode or 14 years. You like, basically just get thrown to the you, dogs. You get to live in like a space trailer park and just smoke snake weed. Is that what she called it? She called it snake weed. Yeah, yeah. smoke oh, snake, snake weed Snake day. leaf or snake, snake weed? Snake leaf. Something like, like you, that. It's a, I mean, I, I, I don't know why. I don't, they haven't, they're doing some things here without doing the heavy lifting beforehand. Like, what is poverty like in a land of universal plenty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, dude, this has always been a problem with Star Trek, right? Yeah. Like, just the idea of, what is the economy? Who yeah. cares? Mm. Yeah. You can just generate whatever you want to yeah. eat. No, yeah. I, I, someone was talking about, like, they're looking forward to seeing Troy and uh, Riker. I think someone on Twitter said this and was like, would like to see a spin-off set on Risa where Troy is like working as a counselor and Riker has nothing to do and what that is for like a man who's like a man of action and stuff like mm-hmm. that and being bored and stuff and having someone else be the breadwinner because he has no other skills uh, and he said like and having someone else be the breadwinner how did it deal with his alpha male personality and I replied to him saying like how can you have a breadwinner when you have a cupboard of infinite bread yeah. mm. <laughs> like I mean that you have to put some thought into yeah. how those structures work and it's something that like something like Ian M. Banks culture book series oh yeah exactly does a lot where it's like but they yeah. talk about that stuff and they build that yeah, concept. And, 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 I think, and they, they should have done this where it's just like she decided to, she needs to have decided to remain on Earth for some reason because you've got infinite real estate. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll go live in the outer colonies. It's easy to get a job there. I can go to Rice and be a sex worker, be positive, sex mm. positive sex worker. Be sure. Fine. Yeah. You know, they're all good with that there. Yeah. Or I can do other things. Um, but this is just like, oh, I, I, I am. I need to be coded as out down on my look, so I live in a trailer park, even though it's the only trailer in this trailer park. Yeah, like she chose. I don't she, even know if she it's chose actual, poverty. I don't know if that's an actual park, or if she just parked it somewhere. No, 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 no. Yeah. But there is an implication that she kind of went down a bad hole with regards to mental health, right? Yeah. And she kind of holds that against Picard because, like, you never reached out, you never called mm. to find out how I was doing, mm. which is also very interesting slap in the face of Picard's character again. Yeah. Because yeah. he's always been portrayed as the guy who loves his friends and wants to look after his friends. Yeah. And here he's abandoned Rafi. And I mm. like that at the end of the episode, everything's not hunky-dory either. I mean, Rafi's there and she's like, I'm not with you. I'm just along for the ride because I... She clearly has her own agenda to go to this free cloud place. Free cloud, yeah. Uh, where... It's um, the future of uh, mega uploads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it just sounds like a streaming site. But that's why they put in some gambling dice. It's like, so amongst her vices, apparently, maybe she has a gambling thing or someone she lost is at the gambling, mm. pl- the gambling, pl- they're going to a gambling planet. There was also like, you know, there was like a, there was a, I don't know if it was an Easter egg, but it was definitely a Gorn egg. It said like encryption thing found Gorn egg. Gorn egg, you yeah. Know, Gorn is the giant lizard Green thing guy. that you see. Oh, fighting. yeah, yeah, yeah. They did do that again, right? They did do a Gorn at some point. Enterprise did a Gorn. I Enterprise think. did a Gorn, yeah. Because it's like something that everyone's like, we're not even going to attempt that again because it's going to look so bad. Yeah. Again, all, even up until recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they kind of put them in in a few things, like the, mm. like the Telosian, the red, the red guys. You know, the the, the web. Because in the Star Trek Year Five comic book series, oh. they run into them again oh. with the web. No, they had it on uh, Enterprise because they had those aliens turn up and they were kind of crab-like and they. Yeah, they're like, like machine crab-like things, right? Yeah. Tholians. Tholian web. Tholian web. Anyway, 
off, off topic. Again. Way off topic. Okay. So I mean, they're doing some of that heavy lifting with regards to like you can be in, you can be a property in this. You can be in an unregistered starship, starship, which in like a planet, you know, Earth is basically the planet of the cops. Feels like a, a weird thing. I mean, it could be. I said it looks like an Andromedan ship, but like it does have elements of Vulcan ships when you see what Vulcan ships like in some mm. things. They're always like kind of fan of them. They've always got a mad spoiler on the back. They, okay. of, they slope forward, they've got mm. pointy bits. Mm. There's no warp cells on this thing. So, or seat belts. So that should be fun for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> they're off on a mission and they're off to find, um, what's his name? Sim- Maddox. Maddox. Yeah. Bruce Maddox. <laughs> but no. How? There's not like there's no, I think no. No, Rafi says I found Maddox. Sorry, that's what. It yes. Was. Yeah, Rafi says. Well, that, that he's on free cloud because oh, she yes, was yeah. doing research. Actually, no, that was a really really funny bit because Picard leaves her and goes off knowing that she can't. She's gonna keep looking. She can't leave him alone. She can't help yeah. making a yeah. scab. And, and then he kind of message. He kind of FaceTimes her and he's like, "You're doing the research, right? Here's some more stuff." No, she's on. like, "No, I didn't." It's like, "I don't, don't, don't do it." I send you this. I was like, "No, I was like, carry on." But the carry on was just so dismissive. <laughs> it's so Picard. Yeah. Does this make you see Picard in a different light? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But in a good, like, in, in a, a good way, like, because it's like in character like a, development and growth. But also in like a holistic character, but it's yes. not as one dimensional potentially as a TNG. little bit of it felt. Up and down. See, I still have. I still don't see any problem with his broadcast of the first episode. Like, I don't see mm. him as losing control there. He was righteously angry, mm. and there didn't seem to. Be, I don't think there'd be anything. I, I quit my job over this 14 years ago. I'm still mad over it, and uh, I'm still right. So say we all. You know, that's make it mm. so. Fix it up for me. Like, I don't. But think, everyone else. Everyone else does. I find yeah. that. I mean, yeah. That's a bit no, easy. no, no. But I think everyone else does have a right to right because Starfleet's genuinely angry because they're like. People still think you're the greatest and you've just shat all over us. Mm. And I think that's what it is. But for him to flip for from, oh yeah, I, didn't, I, I asked you, I straight away didn't say, how are you before I asked for a spaceship? Yes. Or, you know, after the last 14 years. Then the, the carry on thing comes up a little bit glib. Right. So yeah. like there are elements, again, I don't know whether it's episode, because there are, we talked about it, there are still ad breaks in this. Yes, which yeah. is odd, and maybe it's intended for TV at some point in season two. They'll launch season one on the No, TV no, but also you can sign up for CBS All Access with ads. If you don't pay for it, you oh. can still watch stuff. Mm. Really. But then it's not ad free. Okay. Yeah. So, but I wonder if some of the other things are chopping, changing around as well when they're moving things around. Because there's a big fight scene where more Romulans turn up at Picard's house when his Romulan keepers are ready to go, and I was like, oh, this is where they die. Because they have to die because they're not on the ship. Yeah. As opposed to, well, we had a conversation two episodes about you can't come with me, but I guess we're still doing that now. Mm. Hey, they're taking care of the Merlot and the Pinot. Come on. <laughs> Somebody's, gotta Somebody's got yeah. to grow the grapes. Because that's <laughs> how they Daddy... mention it very clearly in this episode. It's harvest season. Because that's how Daddy gets his money. Exactly. Yeah. Come on, how guys. How else is Picard paying for this rogue mission into space? Plus, yeah. he's not going to have to fix up his house. Because yeah. <laughs> that house got trashed. Well, they got to put all the phasers back. Yeah, and get, rid of, and get rid of all those dead bodies. Uh. I have to say, throughout these three episodes, though, the thing that I've enjoyed the most is the repartee mm. between all of the characters. Yeah. Mm. So the conversation between Picard and Rafi, between Picard and Rios, between him and his Romulan helpers. I like the I like the Romulan helpers. I'm yeah. not with re, with the other two. I'm just like mm, oh, I need to see more. But I but love the good helpers. Lines. I think yeah, the writing's yeah. good. It's yeah, yeah, strong. Yeah. It's you know it's it's not. I mean. There's some jargon here and there, yeah, yeah. and there's some techno babble, but for the most of it, it's kind of like banter, which yeah. is cool. And I like, I think, 
I'm, I think Alison Pill's character is going to be quite fun in this. Yes. Yeah. Because she's still a little white, white-eyed, right? She's an earth fish out of space water. Yeah. So she's, it's quite fun still, I yeah. think. Um, I mean, Great Entry just walks in and kills the guys like, I think it was on stun. Yeah. <laughs> or like when she talks to Rios, I think, was it? She, she goes like, why, why are you going there? And then Rios goes like, who are you? So, oh, no, I, Rafi. Yeah. Rafi, sorry. Yeah. So, 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 so we should get this right. Is it Laris and Zaban? Laris and Zaban, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Zaban comes sounds French for some reason. Like, I don't it's know like why. Zaban or something. Zaban, like that. Yeah. yeah. So there's a nice moment where Laris is like, we don't do that anymore. Because he's very, I don't know, whatever he's doing, I'm wondering if he's just going to follow through and knock the poison teeth out of the guy. Yeah. Because um, that might be an idea, but like, yeah. he's, he looks like he's warming up to just go to town and yeah, yeah, yeah. kill him straight away. Yeah. Um, but like, I like the, 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 the repartee and the fact that like, when there's a fight scene, Picard just, they, they figure out a way to get him sitting in a chair and shooting a phaser. Yeah, yeah. Or, or bent over under the table. Yeah. yeah. He's but an old man, come he's on. A, he's an old he man. He is old, yeah. He's, he's, like, he's obviously a member of the NPA, the National Phasers Association. They're everywhere now. Because yeah. I was wondering, how are they going to balance this no, out? Because he's retired. Yeah. But that makes sense, right? I mean, in the sense that, you know, he's a, he, you know, he's seen war. He's still an action man that he would have guns all over the place. You know, it's, I like, think that makes it's sense like Chuck for, Norris. I think that makes more sense for his, for Laris and Zavan. Zavan? Because he's not that man of action. And the problem is if they try to make him that man of action is when you get things like Insurrection and all those other bad movies. Like, they're not action I, stars. They and are, I don't think they're going in, down yeah, that road no, because, not, yeah. you know, he can't run upstairs. So clearly yeah. they're mm-hmm. playing into the fact that he's an old man. Yeah. And also the fact that, you know, he got off a couple of great shots. Yeah. But... Oh, there's nothing wrong with his hand-to-eye, hand-to-eye coordination and shooty-shooty guns and all that. But he did stuff. it while sitting down. Yeah, yeah. and that's genius. That's yeah. just like... That's a production level. It's like, what if we just put Patrick in the chair? Yeah. Then we don't have to keep moving around. And but we have breaks. To, but we have to get Patrick to the chair. Yeah, yeah. So we throw him in there. So there's like two scenes of Patrick, yeah. and then Patrick's just sitting there, and then you can you can snooze. We just we sellotape your arm up with the gun on it. So when we need you, <laughs> we we'll wake you up. Open gun. your eyes. We'll take a shot, and then we we'll go. Guns akimbo style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, akimbo. So yeah, we're off. We're off. This is the end of. I mean, that's a kind of. We're off world now. It's like origins, you know. At the end of a bloody thing, mm. the end is the beginning. It's like okay. You yeah. get it. Mm. I, I think that plotting could have been tighter to get us to this last episode, maybe. Yeah. I think for me as a non-Star Trek guy, I think it took too long to get here. I think there were bits in the first three episodes that I enjoyed. Mm. There were bits of it which just felt like a little drawl. And and again, it could be, it's obviously just setting up history, setting up story, but... And I think... And it, setting up like really new characters. Yeah, but a lot of that is very much for you guys who are fans, right? Yeah. For me, I'm just like, just move on. Let's just let's yeah. just get to the action. Let's do it. Um, my friend David from Ireland was saying like he wasn't enjoying the second episode at all. He's not sure if he'll stick with the third. Yeah. I, he, he did like it back in the day. It's just that he said it was a bit too slow for him. Mm. Yeah. I, had, I, I thought second episode was a little slow. but mm. I, oh, I, I have to message him. I said I told him when they got to space. So they got to space. Because if it was episode four yeah. or five, he would have been you, out you, for good. He no, might yeah. be back on board now. Yeah. I think this one started slow, but it picked up. Yeah. And then I got into it a bit more. If they keep the pace of this episode, where it answers some questions, introduces new ones, mm. so there's still mysteries, but mm. at the same time, I'm getting some answers. Like yeah. the fact that the flashback at the beginning of the episode gave me answers right or, off the bat. Yeah. Or things like, there's you! you! <laughs> no, but that's the problem, right? People like me don't know what... No, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It took us, no, it it took us two minutes to figure out no, who no, it was. I know it doesn't matter, but at the same time, I'm just sitting there going, okay, what are we doing? Yeah. No, I think that was like, that was... 
That was a deep cut, and it was like the first cut is the deepest. This was like what? Like we didn't spot it. No. Yeah. It was just the pure well, fact because that... because Hugh in the show was like a teenager. He's like an actual old guy now. Yeah, but we knew the actor was being cast, and it's like, you know, there should have been door opens, dramatic reveal. I go, ah, Hugh, good to see you again, yeah. old Hugh Borg of Borg. I guess, and then someone said he'd have a reason to say I Borg. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, he's like, um, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I'll... Uh, and then somebody drops and says, Borg, yes? Oh, I Borg. Oh, okay. <laughs> and see what we did there. So, I don't know. In a lesser show. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a nice... I mean, it's a, it's a nice sign they're not going to give us too much fan wank. Mm. But I guess we'll, we'll see how it goes forward. But yeah, I'm still on board. Yeah, I'm still on board too. Mm. Let us know what you think. Are you still watching Star Trek Picard Episode 3? If you are, you can contact us on any one of our social media feeds. That's GogglerMY. You can also go to Goggler.my and uh, drop us a line on our contact page. Uh, don't forget, we've got other episodes of the show also releasing simultaneously with this one, namely our Oscar predictions for 2020. It's a long one, but we go through all of the major categories and you want to know what you think about that as well. Also, we still want to hear what episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation Bahir should watch. Oh, come on. Yes. I do not have time for this. No, but like, I think one a week we could do. I think you yeah, want to probably... Come sure. on. You can probably... You haven't watched Best of Both Worlds yet, right? I think no, you I can probably check that, is... that one out. So. Yes, that's, and that's Iborg. So if you watch Best of Both Worlds and Iborg, you'll be up to date on most of the Borgs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the one where he actually goes back to the vineyard for the first time. Yeah. And we meet yeah. his family. Mm-hmm. But we'll leave, we have to leave some for people to recommend. Okay, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, also... For the we, season finale, you can watch the Picard's flute episode and give us a review oh of that. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll do a special episode reviewing Picard's flute. All right. This is episode four of Goggler Presents Picard's Flute. Signing out.